So the leadership change at IU, exactly how big is it and what's coming and what is left in the wake of President McRobbie? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's good to be with you. Michael McRobbie wrapping up 14 years as the president, 24 years uh, overall. With IU, what has taken place under his tenure? Has it all been for the good? And what's coming next? Gary Dick joins us inside IndianaBusiness.com is where you find him on Twitter at IIB. Gary Dick on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Uh, You spoke uh, with uh, President Michael McRobbie. Uh, Talk about what it is that he brought to IU and the challenges still ahead. Well, as you mentioned, Tony, he was there uh, for a long time, 14 years as president, one of the longest serving presidents in the in the country, uh, really, in recent uh, recent years, 24 years overall. Uh, his impact, uh, no matter how you shake it, is substantial. When you look at the academic structure at IU, uh, 10 new schools in the last 10 years. Actually, another school that I think is, is uh, having an impact on the Indiana economy is the School of Informatics and Computing. Uh, that did not come to be into uh, uh, reality while he was president, but he was a big driver uh, in getting that school and that uh, that new program launched at IU. So from an academic side, there are big, big uh, changes and an imprint left uh, on the school. All university presidents, the presidents are fundraiser these uh, fundraisers these days. Three point nine billion dollar capital campaign, one of the largest uh, in the country at a public uh, institution and a lot of physical uh, changes to the campus. I think uh, the number was right about uh, uh, something like 200 plus facilities, either built or renovated across campuses, Bloomington and regional campuses around the state. So, so that uh, the legacy is is substantial. And the most, the biggest challenge, certainly, as he talked about on the show this weekend, uh, dealing with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, here at the end of his tenure. When you take a look at a university. Um... The money that gets spent, the money that gets raised, very often that's that seems to be the the the, the yardstick, right? How do we measure the the, the growth of, of the university? Does that also take into effect the growth of of the students at the university, the the, the degrees being offered, the the graduation rates? I mean, there's got to be more than just hey, you put up twenty more buildings, congratulations. Yeah. No, I, I think no, no, no question about it. And you talk about the launch of those uh, individual schools, whether it's informatics or a number of the other new academic programs uh, that were were launched there. That, I think, is an example of it. Everybody talks about affordability, certainly today. Uh, and, and they talked about uh, you know getting more uh, granted aid or gift aid for undergrads uh, over over his tenure. But, you know, the investment – and beyond that, though, uh, Tony, as I know you can appreciate – it's that investment in economic development and communities around the state of Indiana. IU, a big player in the Indiana Biosciences Research Institute on the near west side of Indianapolis, uh, in the 16 Tech area, uh, am- among other things. Crane down in southern Indiana, working with that that region of the state. So uh, extending beyond the campus to that regional and rural economic development piece. Talking to Gary Dick inside IndianaBusiness.com. On Twitter, at IIB, Pamela Witten coming into the role. Uh, What are the challenges she is going to be uh, faced with? Well, I think any university, President Tony, and I know you'd agree with this too, you're dealing with issues 
including affordability. I mean, higher education has been an issue for a long time, but I don't know, you know, this, this continues to be, uh, you know, a drumbeat throughout the country. And you look at how different universities are attempting to deal with that, the delivery of academic programs and, and the impact that, that, frankly, that COVID may or may not have long term in terms of the delivery of those academic programs, how much will be uh, online, what is the value of the online, the distance learning, education, those types of things. Pamela Witten comes to IU from Kennesaw uh, State University in, in Georgia, a system in the, the state of Georgia. She has a big uh, a focus or a background expertise in telemedicine, telehealth, those types of areas uh, among her, her areas of concentration. So it, it's, a, it's a tough job being a university president. you got to raise money. That is, a, that is a huge item on the agenda as well. So she'll be tasked with uh, certainly uh, raising money, continuing to fund programs at IU. And how does IU engage uh, in communities around the state with economic development? Uh, Purdue does in a large way, Ball State and other universities also uh, looking for ways to engage and connect with communities. So I think that that economic development piece, rural economic development uh, around the state will be uh, interesting to watch as well. Economic development is always the conversation, right? How, how are you getting people yeah. jobs? How are you getting your graduates uh, in, in, into employment? I mean, that's, the, that's, that's always the big deal. Uh, Ball State, as you have the story there, they're going to raise tuition but keep room and board uh, flat. Uh, Purdue doesn't raise tuition, and Purdue, as we have noted, has their largest freshman class ever. Mm-hmm. How does Ball State reconcile this? Well, I think if you look at the uh, what came out of the board of trustees meeting last week, they're they're calling it "quote unquote" a modest in- increase, and that increase is one about a, a, a one and a half percent increase uh, over two years. Room and board, as you said, will remain flat. So I think what they uh, you know how they are couching it and how they are positioning it is it was a mod- modest increase among the lowest in the Mid American Conference, all those types of things. But you mentioned Purdue, and certainly I think they've been able to. Um, uh, position themselves as a university that has been able to do this. I think ultimately they just passed nine and 10 years straight, no tuition uh, uh, increases on the campus. And it's become kind of a national uh, uh, brand for them and and benefiting uh, perhaps, as, as you say, in terms of uh, recruiting students with that record freshman class this year. Well, I, that and it's it's a fun place to be. You know, I, I, I always I think that the most impressive part about Purdue, I mean, if we're going to get into it deep, right, the most impressive part is that they've they've sold Purdue as, as a place that you're not missing out on the university experience. You don't need to go to IU. We've got it all together. Ball State actually has all the components, but I think they have a tougher time kind of, of putting that all together. And this is because of where Muncie is right now as you talk to people. And take a look at at the places where growth needs to happen. As I have always seen it, Muncie has got to be Muncie and Gary. Whether you want to rank them one, two, or two, one, means nothing. There's there are the top two places where you have to see uh, some opportunities because the opportunity is there. Is there a feel that Ball State can build Muncie or Muncie can build Muncie as a way of attracting more students, therefore more growth, therefore more opportunity? Yeah, you know, great question. And when Jeff Mearns came into uh, office as the president there at Ball State, I know I can remember having him on the show. And from that that first interview, you know, he has talked about 
Ball State's uh, role, what it can be, what it should be in Muncie and East Central Indiana. It's an area uh, once very rich with uh, uh, economic activity, with Ball Corporation, uh, you know, major automakers that largely have gone. And it's been a challenge for Muncie and for East Central Indiana. They just had a big announcement, a can manufacturing operation going to bring several hundred jobs, could be more going forward. That's a very positive sign. But you know, back to your point about Ball State, I think they need to be a, a player. The question is, how does it happen? How does the community engage with the university as well to make it happen? It's one thing to say, "Hey, we want to do this. It's important to do this." But how does it how does it happen in reality? Uh, and so far, we haven't seen large examples, big examples of that engagement. But I, I know on the part of of the university from the president's office, that's something they want to do.